check one two. We're back at it again. Internet. Before we start this week's episode, I want to give a big shout out to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only the return of Freddie Fox, aka Bumpy Knuckles. Let me tell you, man. Not only do I appreciate him as a friend, thirty plus, maybe thirty five plus years in the industry, a rapper, a producer, an entrepreneur, and somebody like I always say, an underground OG. He did it his way, and uh, he's still around. So make sure you support him. Check out that episode if you haven't checked it out. Then tell a friend to tell a friend. Or go back and listen to a different episode. Internets, I say this every week, and I'm going to say it again. You never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. It could be an actor, an entrepreneur, a chef, an athlete, an amazing story, an artist. You never know who. Producer, rapper. Listen, I could keep on going on. Boxer, football player, I mean, come on, wrestler, you know, somebody who won the lotto, blew it all and then made it back, startup business, a tech company, you know, I try to create a library and a library that you could appreciate and I get it. Sometimes you go into book, you know, a library and you only like certain books. That's why I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you know somebody wants to be a producer, particularly in hip hop, Go and find the Premium Pete shows with Static Selector, Diamond D, Lord Finesse, Pete Rock. You know what I mean? I could keep on going on Just Blaze and send them those episodes about these legendary producers, these people who are doing it. You know, think about it. You know, you, you want to figure out a startup. Send them the Venmo episode with my man Ikram. Or send them Gary V. Or send them Eugene Rem, who owns Catch with Mark Bourbon. You know, I mean, Ryan Shimon, there's there's tons of episodes. Internet, I mean, sometimes when you name names, it's like you could always forget names. The Premium Pete Show, okay? Open up your Twitter app. Open up your Instagram app. At Premium Pete. At Premium Pete Show. And check the fuck in. Internet, I love when all my fellow internets check in. You know, uh, DMV's always on the check-in. Zimbabwe, Alaska, Jakarta, Japan. Uh, even in the States, we got LA, Miami, you know, uh, love to see who else we, I see this week. Uh, I think Mississippi, um, Oklahoma, Indiana, internets at premium P at premium P show. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know who you're listening uh, to, like what episode you're messing with. You know, as I call it, check the fuck in with me, tweet me, man, DM me, email me. Okay. Whatever it is, you know, and I want to make sure that I send Okay, a big shout and a peace and blessings to you and your families because I know a lot of people are going through with this coronavirus and here in New York, um, it is going crazy, you know, and, you know, I know it's uh, become a serious thing with canceling South by Southwest and a lot of these other festivals and a lot of people will be infected, uh, you know, affected by it, by either getting sick or also that people who aren't sick, even people who had jobs at South by Southwest or different type of things and losing money, so become serious and i just pray if anybody is uh dealing with this or knows somebody who is you know uh exposed i just want to send my prayers um and hope you know that we find a way to move past this i mean i know we had uh so many so i'm like man i think back i was talking to somebody uh who was i talking to maybe my man a king and we were talking about like ebola and zika virus and all these other names and i'm like damn i forgot how many there were and we got through it so hopefully we could get through it. Again, you know, if you've been affected by it or anybody, man, I want to send my 
prayers and blessings to you and make sure that, you know, you stay positive and internets stay calm, cool and collective. Let's get through this. Um, because you know, it's a mess, man. You don't want people, you know, there's a lot of things that just, they can start shutting things down that, uh, could be a real inconvenience for us. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a segue to this inconvenience is, uh, you know, well, more, more importantly, convenience is successful. I think people think for only one or two things to be successful, meaning like money or, uh, you know, where it's like cars or materialistic things, internets, that's not only it. Okay. Convenience is something very special, you know, just like being able to do what you want. Okay. That's why I say do what you love. Cause if you don't try to learn how to do what you love, you have to do what you want. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I, I'm my bad. I think you have to do what you have to do. And, that, and, and what I mean by that is just having patience to, to really perfect your craft. You know, it takes a long time. You know, some people, I always, always say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. You could be on year five, year eight. Don't give up. You know, if you got to get a day job, you know, if you're out there being an entrepreneur and things ain't working right and you need to get a day job, don't be ashamed. Keep it going. Keep your day job to fuel your dream job. A lot of people want to work on being successful. I always say, yo, it's hard to stay successful, but you got to put in the work. And there is a power of not giving up. Okay. There's a power. So all my fellow entrepreneurs, hopefuls, people who are doing it, you know, I say talk to each other, you know, spread love to each other, help each other. When I was growing up, I didn't really have anybody, uh, you know, who could give me the advice. Even I'm being a father, you know, I was a young father, you know, all my friends were going out to clubs. I, you know, I didn't know. And, you know, if you have a, you're a young father now, you know, or you're an older father now, spread the love to the younger father. That's what I try to do every day. And if you have any questions like that, for sure, hit me up, you know. Um, even in entrepreneurship, it's an ever going battle, but I will say this to get to do what you love and to get to have your own peace of mind, even though they'll be stressing it at times and you'll be spinning is success. Stop only looking for a Bentley to be success. I know a lot of people that drive in Maybachs that are miserable. Having said that this week's episode. Okay. Actually, you know what? Before I go there, go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a comment. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, and we're on YouTube. Full clips, behind the scenes, subscribe, rate, tell a friend, wherever you listen to, whatever uh, you know outlet you mess with, subscribe to the Premium Pete Show, rate, comment, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Now, this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show is with the one and only Chi Ali. Okay, if you never heard of Chi Ali, I'm going to give you some info, but I'm telling you this episode is special, Okay a young childhood star, all the way to America's Most Wanted. Okay, started rapping at 11, 12 years old. His father was managing him with the first signing of Violator with Chris Lighty. You know, um, very, very special, very, very amazing career. You know, and one day something went wrong. And there was, you know, an argument and there was also a murder. And he went from being a young childhood star to being on the run and on America's Most Wanted, I think like two times. I mean, internet, it's, it's, it's a, a crazy, amazing journey. And I'm so proud that Chiali is home and he wrote a book and he's going to jails and inspiring others and working a bunch with my son and doing all these different charities and things that are helping people. 
He's a good dude. But I'll tell you one thing, man. This, I mean, they're doing, you know, I know they're supposed to be doing a bio documentary on him. His life is a movie. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, from, from his time on the run to being on America's Most Wanted to be a, 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 being in the rap game at 12 years old to actually auditioning for a role in Bronx Tale. Okay. His book, A Different Kind of Freedom, The Current State of Hip Hop, Internets. I don't need to say any more. This is a great episode, a great journey, a great story. It's Chi Ali, Unfiltered. On this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer! Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet's welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show sitting down here with one of bx's finest you. okay uh, uh you a uh, very good uh comeback story i love a comeback story too because uh you know my i myself uh have gotten into some things uh Paid my time to uh, the, the the different type of colleges in this world and yeah. came back, never went back, you know, um, and really changed his life around. Got a lot of things, you know, going on. Just a lot of journey, man. You know, really, it's funny when I really think about it. It's like a, a superstar kid uh, to a crazy kid to now a, 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 a redemption kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's a great story. The one and only, the uh, the legendary Chi Ali is in the building. Peace, yo. Peace. Man, Thank you for having me, bro. Of course, of course, of course. Listen, the story, you know, it's funny, too, because the story is uh, there's so many layers when I think about it. When I started to do more and more, when I told you, you know, we we're going to have you on, I started to do more and more understanding of the layers. Like, you know, you're a kid who, who was like literally like a child star, you know what I mean, 12, 11, 12 years old. Have somebody like the legendary, the late great Chris Lighty courting you, trying to sign you. Actually, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the first person ever signed a violator. Right, I was. I was the first person he signed when he first got violated. It was he. He started off with relativity before. Okay, he, that's right. That's before, right. Yeah. Before he even went to Def Jam, so you know when people ask how it started, to me it's like hip hop. It started in the Bronx. Um, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Co-op City. Um, Chris and I met in Co-op City through Latifah at the time. Her Queen Latifah. Yeah, Queen Latifah's dancers, Allison and Kika, the Safari sisters, they were living in Co-op. And um, I guess they all knew me from my older brothers. I had older brothers, so they probably knew me from them. They all probably went to Truman High School together. Or they might have just, and that and just from around the way. So everybody, like in Co-op, when Latifah would come through, that was the shit. Like, you know, everybody was like, yo, Queen Latifah. And this was before she was really popping, popping. Sure. Like, Wrath of My Madness was popping. But, mm, mm. you know, the fact that she had a video was special back then. Sure, it, sure. It wasn't but a handful it, of motherfuckers. It solidified you, yeah. too, you know? So, you know, when she would come through, it was like, you know, she was living. It was like a summer. She stayed with Allison and Kika. And that summer, it was just like, that shit was just like a, a hip-hop fucking summer for co-op city because i mean everyone from light to special ed to epmd mm. the mm. jungle brothers chris shakim i mean every on any given day everybody would be up there and i was just like the the little mascot you know i'd be running to the store or whatever i just knew I, I and at the time i didn't even rap i just knew you know i was just the average kid coming home from school watching videos doing my homework and i knew like 
I was like a crazy KRS One BDP fan, and like I don't know the if teacher. It, yeah, I don't know if it was self destruction time or probably a little before that. But I know I seen Willie D on Fordham Road one day mm. with the BDP jacket, and I just knew I wanted to be in that scene. You know what I'm saying? And I swear at the time I didn't wasn't thinking about rapping, but that's really where it started right there. You know, Co op City. You mentioned the block is hot at that time. You talk about all those type of people. You know, Queen Latifah, EPMD, Chris Lighty. I mean, just think about that. Today, yeah. how is Co-op City? I mean, I haven't really been there in a while. Like, I'm in and out. I might go through Bay Plaza. Or I might. It's a is little. It got, uh, is, it's a Spanish restaurant across the street from Bay Plaza. That's okay. nice. And like on Friday nights in the summer, they should be popping. They got the music. You know, <laughs> this shit is all right. Got the margaritas. Um, yeah, all of that. It's one of them type joints. Exactly. Um, so I guess it's cool. You know, I breeze through every now and then. My brother, my oldest brother, still lives in Co-op. Um, so you know, I'm I breeze through, but I'm not really hanging out. Yeah, yeah, which so, is smart. Which is smart. But, um, I mean, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I get it. I'm you know we're probably around the same yeah, age. Reason, I'm forty three. How old are you? Forty four. Yeah, I'll be forty four in May. The reason why I say that is is you know it's funny too because we grow up when you think about this right you know like I grew up in Coney Island and then I grew up around like Bay Fifty and all these other areas in Brooklyn. You know when you think about it like I remember like we literally like I went to like Cancun wherever I went we fought for where we came from Yeah, that's and then fact. and then when you think about it you know where you came from is not the same anymore like, I remember I brought it's my daughter like around it. the block that, like, I, like this clean. is a Yo, block. when I came home yeah. I was just bugging Harlem to me was just wild clean like it doesn't seem that clean anymore I guess because I'm here a lot more yeah, but yeah. when I first came home compared to 10-12 years ago Harlem was extremely clean. I was like, "Yo, what's going on? This shit is nice. Like it was, <laughs> it was nice. Like yeah. they got a bunch it's of new buildings. Yeah, there, yeah, like that shit is nice. But that's it's good, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it is a good thing because it's like almost like you know, I, I, I'll give you an example. You know, it, it, it's even getting off the block, like and, and living like you know. Now I live in Jersey, almost near Philadelphia. I'm a Brooklyn kid, but oh, yeah, I, but right, right by Cherry Hill. Okay, you know, it's a different. It's okay, nice, nice. Yeah. It's a different area for me. You know, like I always tell people, I grew up, you know, outside. It was like hey. everybody, everybody knew everybody's business. You know, it was crackhead James on the block. You know, the, Shirley was a trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then and then now it's like I don't see anybody. I got deer on my lawn. I, that's you know? why I be bugging because it's like our kids are living a completely different life from us, and it's like I mean, it's a beautiful it, thing. It, it is beautiful, but does it scare you? And the reason why I say that for is because sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm speaking from like father to father. You know, uh, my daughter grew up in Brooklyn. She has that style to her and, like, you know, no, but she's a good kid and I'm proud of the way she, the woman that she's becoming. But my son, you know, he's only five years old. And I look at him, I'm like, yeah, he's going to know Wawa. I know a corner store. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But I do worry, and, 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 and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I do worry that, like, you know, you should have some street smart. How yeah, do you get that out but, there? I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it's. I don't think it's. You can. You know. Walk straddle the line with it. I think it's probably more or less one or the other. I mean, unless you have like the grandmother that live in the hood where he's he's back and forth, or like your daughter. Like my oldest daughter, she's twenty one. She lives with my parents in Harlem, but um, she's like way more street than my daughter and son that's down in Maryland. You know what I mean? Like it's just day and night. And I mean, I want them to have it, but. Part of me is like, man, fuck it. I'll I'll live without it. You know what I mean? I just, it's just a lot, you know, because, you know, my oldest, you know, when they got that in them, it's that attitude. A lot comes with it. Yeah, that's that New York. That's that New York, Bob. That's that, you know, but 
And I don't mean when I say street, just for internet to listen. I don't even mean like teaching them. Things. I just like bad things or teaching them things that just go street, on the street smart. Just, just being able to yeah to be aware. Know, yeah, you know like I mean? shit. You got to be street yeah, cause smart. Yeah, because especially no matter- in New York, like New York is just different. Yeah, like to this day, I and I credit that to New York. Like wherever I'm at, I think I check my pocket for my wallet at least five, six times a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm always just like I got my wallet, got my keys, money here. Like all day, I'm doing that. And I think that I take that just from riding the train. Like, yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. riding the train. I should be crowded. And I just be like, man, fuck, what? This nigga and plenty times shit. I've been on a train that I just went through the next cart. You know what I mean? Because I was yeah. like, yo, this cart don't seem too uh, good. Yeah. I'm gonna, I always was I'm, paranoid about yeah. like getting pickpocketed. Yeah. I guess a lot of my mans, you know, a lot of my friends from Webster was into the jostling and all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's in New York, that's a hustle, man. Well, you know, let me tell you this quick story, and then we'll get back to the journey of GLE. <laughs> you know, I knew uh, things were different from New York when I was 15. I was, you know, I was running around. I got in trouble. My parents sent me to my uncle's house in Florida. What part? Uh, Boca Raton. She was beautiful. It was lizards, palm trees. Uh, I was like, yo, that's why I got tat. I got palm trees on on part on my sleeve because that to me, I was like, yo. Where was Seinfeld parents? It is uh, uh, that's a good question, man. They was in Florida somewhere. Yeah, I think so, yo. Like that. that's, so, that's, so, them, that's, that's so classic <laughs> that's so classic you know what I mean and random at the same time I love those people man they're funny that's the one from everybody loves Raymond wife uh, and uh, our mother and uh, yeah. the father was classic but uh, anyway the, the, the point I'm making is I remember we left to go out to eat and their garage and door was up I was like yo you left your garage and, and door open like oh no it's okay and I was like, I didn't understand what okay it's was because really okay, like. we had like five locks when yeah. we grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I realized that, you know, the further I traveled, now actually, you know, that's a, that's a good uh, segue for you. Growing up in New York, growing up in the Bronx, sometimes we think we know it all, and we haven't even been off the block. You know, when you started to travel, you know, you were a young kid traveling. You know what I mean? Thirteen years old. Yeah. Like when you do you remember the first time you ever left New York, New York City? Um, I mean, I traveled as a kid. You know, my parents. I was, you know, blessed to live in a home with both my mom and dad. They actually still together now. They're in St. Croix. They live between Harlem and St. Mm-hmm. Croix. So they've always. My grandfather's from St. Lucia. He married a Bayesian woman before I was born. So, so yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so I grew up on Dover Beach and Christ Church and all of that in Barbados. Like we would go to Barbados. I would be there for the summers and you know, like Christmas break and all of that. So I always traveled. So as far as moving, I was moving young. But as far as hip hop, um, I don't know the first time I traveled hip hop. I remember the first like time we went to Atlanta because you know at that time Atlanta, you know, Chris Freaking Cross yeah. was just popping. So Jermaine Dupri was popping. Yep. Atlanta was really blossoming, and um, you know, it was the hot place to be. So I remember, I just remember that trip vividly. You know, it was it was a dope trip. Just. In them early days, it was just it was dope because it was when you ran into other artists. It seemed like the love was more genuine, and it was it was like even when you work together, it seemed like it should be easier now because you could just send me a song. You could be in L.A., I could be here, and we could knock it out one, two, three. But it seemed like back then it was it was hard. We yeah, we, yeah. we it was harder, but we made it yeah, easier. Yeah, sure, it you happen, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You made it happen, and and it just the vibe of us working together like it wasn't a, like you know now you got songs collaborations dudes never even met each other yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> you know what I mean because yeah, dudes would vibe with each other get to know each other I yeah, they so, fuck with each other so it was just a good time I mean I love hip hop I feel like I grew up in hip hop yeah. and you, you know did. it made it paved the way for my whole life so 
I mean, it's just ill. And when I think back, I don't. I swear to God, P, I don't know how it happened, bro. Like I ran in when me and Chris got cool. Like I never really had aspirations to be a rapper. I just knew I wanted to be on the scene, and and the shit just kind of like just popped off. I guess that's you know the way the stars align, the way shit was supposed to happen. You know, t- take us through you know being because when was it you signed? Twelve or thirteen? I probably was. I probably was like fifteen when I signed. But okay. me and Chris probably started running around when I was like thirteen. Well, it's actually take us through the first time you you know you ever met. You know? Um, I think the first turn, time, turn, turn, the first turn, time. I mean, the first time I met him definitely was like in co-op at, at, okay, at okay. Allison and Kika's house. But he knew you as a young kid. I remember hearing right. stories. We they didn't said really hang out. You. The first time we really hung out was Latifah had a show at the Apollo. It was the Jungle Brothers Public Enemy. It was everybody. I think it was like a, a free concert they was doing. Um, and I asked her, could I go? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to get you some tickets. So whatever happened the last minute, she was like, yo, I couldn't get the tickets, but um, you could ride with us in the limo. And I'm, I'm like yeah, fucking yeah, sure. 12, 13 years old. That's I'm a like, good, that's a good uh, yeah. replacement. So, and then, you know, I think I had, she came to my house and met my mom and dad and, you know, was like, I'm going to take them and all that because I was still pretty young. And it just so happened when we got to the Apollo, the Jungle Brothers was there and I had already knew them from mingling with them in co-op. But, you know, Allison and Keegan Latte, they was girls. So they sure, was like, sure. yo, Chi, go with Chris. They was like, Chi, Chris, take Chi. So I was just with Chris from that point because... I was like, yo, he gonna go with y'all because I wasn't gonna be in. You know, they had to do makeup and shit. So I was a little boy. So me and Chris was in the dressing room, and I think Africa had missed a flight from London. So Sammy B and Mike G of the Jungle Brothers is basically contemplating, like, damn, how we gonna do this shit without Africa, the you know, the third member, but the other Rama. And um, I was like, let me rap. And they was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> now, how old were you at this time? I mean, this time I'm 13. 13 yeah. yeah. Okay, that's crazy. So I'm, and I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. I just, I don't know, homie. Like, I don't know. I just said it. And they was like, what you going to say? I had my pops used to send me to African manhood classes in Queens. And, um, you know, one of the instructors, he used to make, a, make us write poetry. So I had wrote a poem and the poem was, a, I just rapped it. You know what I mean? And Chris was like, when they heard it, him and Mike G was like, yo, you, you're not going to be scared? And I was like, nah. And they was like, all right. Mike G was like, yeah, well, I'm going to bring you out. Sammy B was like, all right, kid, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I, Were you nervous? Were you nervous at all? I was fucking probably about to faint. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never performed. I never, you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. It was just, yeah. it just happened. Like, you know, just some shit, you know. That's why a lot of times it's just being places. Sure, sure. Because when right you're there, right shit could happen. Um, so you come out on stage? I come out on stage. Mike G brought me out. I started doing my little rhyme. You know, the crowd was like, go shorty, go shorty. <laughs> Nobody knew my name. So, but um, I did my thing. And when I came on, I'll never forget this, though. When I came on stage, like Chris was like standing right on the side of the stage. He was like, yo, I'm going to sign you, yo. I got this label I'm doing. I'm going to sign you, yo. I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know if he was serious or not. But I was like, I just was like, when we do the video, I just wanted to shoot a video. Yeah, sure. You know? Back then, you we was kids. Videos was everything to me, you know, and um, that's basically how it all started. Yeah. Now, so so we move on to about fifteen years old when he does sign you. I mean, what type of deal, like you know, 
was even presented to you. I know your father has. I mean, it was a typical production deal. Chris had his deal. Did you get any money up front? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris had his deal through Relativity, and I actually was signed to Chris. I was signed to Violator. So I mean, I think when we signed, I forget what it was. Probably like forty thousand. At fifteen, I mean, I I know pop. Your pops managed. My pops was managing me. It's like once my pops seen it was real, like seeing contracts and shit. He kind of got involved. Sure. And um, once he got involved, but even if he didn't get involved, like the court still had to get involved because I was, I think, under 16. Yeah. And and the court's basically, they just going to limit how much you can get jerked. Sure, you sure, know what sure. I'm saying? They just going to look over it and be like, all right. But did, you, you, did you remember buying anything with that? Like that you um, I mean, I remember Sega like Genesis? a little later on, I bought my first. I just remember mad sneakers. Like I was a yeah, Bronx kid. I was a sneakerhead. You know, yeah, I was yeah, still yeah. in school. I remember being in summer school in Park West down on 50th. And I just <laughs> remember like summer school every day just having different sneakers on. Like I was just a sneaker. I mean, this was before I was driving. So it was like. All I could do was get fresh. Yeah, yeah, be fresh, yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, it wasn't I mean, that's a new much you wanted. Too. But, you know, my pops was making sure I put bread away. And then, you know, he, um, I think my pops kind of got in between me and Chris's relationship. I think Chris and I's relationship would have probably been a lot stronger. However, and I probably would have blew up a lot more. However, at least starting out, I probably would have been getting jerked a lot. Yeah. A lot more than I did. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? Because, you know, once my pop stepped in, he was on it. You know what I'm saying? He, we, you know, where before I probably was using a lawyer Chris told me to use. Sure, that, sure. It's the same Chris yeah, it's everybody's paying. lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's just ridiculous how much of conflict of interest some of the situations people get in. And even to this day, it happens a yeah, lot. Yeah, people are. Because motherfuckers just want to get on. And I yeah. guess a lot of people just look at it like, I got nothing. Like, so. A little or something is is better than nothing. So they just, but you're not thinking shit. That little or something, that motherfucker sure. that's giving you that little or something may be making a whole lot. Sure. And right now, you're not stressing it. But once you got a little bit where you on your feet and could really see clearly and think, you know what I'm saying? Your back ain't against the wall because your girl been on your back the last four months about your bills and shit like that. When you could really see clearly, you can make better decisions and smarter decisions. You know what I mean? And that's why. It's bad coming in the game when people is really fucked up financially because I don't I feel like it's, it, it alters your your decision. Yeah, sure, making, sure, absolutely. You, know you make a good point there. You know, now, now you and your pops, what's your what was your relationship like? He was managing you, but did you get along with him? I or, mean, yeah. did you it have a was, good relationship? It was we had a dope relationship because I mean we always did, and then that you know we was traveling the country. I mean, doing all type of stuff. Father and son probably should have do together, <laughs> but um, you know, it was a dope relationship, but. It was times where I probably crossed the line. I mean, I definitely crossed the line a lot. I mean, it was hard for him because, you know, most of my friends is older than me. Um, you know, probably three, four years older than me. You know, me. I heard you say that before. And I, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because that's how I grew up. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's funny how uh, situations are somewhat similar. But what I mean by that is I always grew up with older dudes. Uh, you know, I hung around a lot of older older street dudes, older Italian dudes at the time. Um you know, I was I was hanging out with dudes five, ten years older than me, and I liked that. And they used to tell me, "Oh, you know, I learned from them, but I wound up doing a lot of the same shit." Yeah. So what I mean by it, they would tell me, "Don't, don't, don't do that," and I turn around next, you know, I'm. But doing and it's it, yeah. ill because a lot of the shit that my pops would tell me that I wouldn't listen to, if one of them would tell me, I'd be like, "All right." Yeah. And yeah. and and it's just weird like that. But I mean, it was just a strain on our relationship because you know my pops was my pops never drank and drugged. He's been in AA and NA since I was probably like five six years old. So now I'm fifteen and sixteen. It's like after a video shoot, if all my mans is rolling up and we smoking, it's like 
he don't want to come and embarrass me like what the fuck you doing but at the same time he don't really approve of it but everyone's doing it and you know i'm with Sadat X and Black yeah. Sheep and this one and everybody's so so it's like as a father what do you do you know what I mean you gonna play your little song come here what the fuck are you doing little you know what I mean so and then I was making money so it's it's you know probably hard for him to really he's got to play father manager and probably at times friend too sure and so I mean it 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 started to be a, a real strain on us because he wanted what was best for me as far as my career paperwork wise. And sometimes, you know, as a young kid, you just want to shoot the video. Sure, you sure. Know, you don't. You may care. argue with him, yeah. even if he's right. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was just different things. He would be going to the label for, like, with my schooling. When it was like I was missing too many days of school, they sent me to a tutoring school. But that shit was like fifteen G's a year. Do the label pay for that? Yeah, like my pops pressed the label, like yo, and and they ended up paying for nice. it. Um, like a lot of little shit. He was you just finished? pressing. You, fi- you finished? Yeah, I ended up graduating from there. Nice. Um, from Beekman Tutoring School. It's like 50th <laughs> between second and third. A bunch of rich, super rich, really? like race car drivers, daughters, and shit. Like, NASCAR like, shit. Everybody smoked cigarettes. I remember the, the school had a backyard. It was like a brownstone. It's on 50th. And I remember, like, in the backyard, everybody was smoking. I'm like, holy shit, these kids' parents let them smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they was, it was, it was 15 bands a year for high school. So, you know, most of them was. <laughs> Most of them was well off. Yeah, um, that's crazy, man. But, you know, I think for the most part, we had a great relationship. Um, Is Pop still around? Yeah, he's in yeah. St. Croix right now. Okay. Him and my mom's in St. Croix. You know, you know, I heard you speak about support. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been through some things, different, you know, different things, but where... Uh, they always supported me, even when I went that through, you know. Right, wrong. And I know, you know, and we'll get to different things, but throughout your careers and different changes in your life you know you've been through where you were locked up for a long time were they always there or did, you know i mean because it means a lot yo here's the thing many yo. people for people listening i'm gonna let you say but that may not know when i was away too uh i did three years one of them was in the box and and i was with kids i never forget when i was in uh uh, uh what's that hub uh uh mossy uh, mohawk and there's like four different things oh, i was uh, in there Myron, Auburn, yeah when i was over there there was kids in there 10 years i never got a visit yeah, uh, you know, don't get mail. yeah, 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 and 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 people don't understand how important that is. Sometimes people who are away, and I know you could attest to this, we're selfish because what happens is once we start getting a taste of mail and we want all mail, like you're getting your name called is special. It feels good. Getting getting on a visit is special. It helps you keep that's your mind. That's the best thing. You know that's I mean? that's what you, you that's escape. Keep, yeah. You know what I mean? That's your escape. How, how was it having? You know, even though you're dealing with, we'll get into uh, you know that part. But how was it even just having the support of your family? I mean, to me, that's how I got through it. Um, definitely how I got through it and how I got through it with my sanity and just staying in touch with what's going on. You know, when you start talking about over five years in jail, shit changes. And when you talk about a decade, now you're talking about a lot has really changed. Like when I went to jail, like what year was two it? ways was the shit. Oh, next time. Ne- yeah, next like the two ways was the shit. Chirp, chirp. Like Sky I remember, skies. I remember. I swear to God, I remember. Like when I was getting short, close to going home, I'm like, "Yo, I just want to get a phone and take pictures." I'm like, I'm asking my man, like, you know, niggas that just came in. I'm yeah. like, so you saying when the chick call me, her picture gonna pop up on the phone? And they like, "Yeah, <laughs> son." And I'm like, "Word." I'm like, "Oh, I'm just in my bed thinking, like, yo, that shit is gonna be amazing." Like little shit, like, but the world is really changing. You know what I mean? But 
I mean, my mom and my my oldest daughter. I mean, they really rolled the bit out. I mean, my pops more financially, but you know, he he wasn't coming as much. You know, he, but he always told me that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he kept if he gives someone. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he always told me, "Yo, you get locked up. I'm not coming to no jail." And I mean, he broke his word on that because he came a few times. But I think the severity of why I got locked up was why he broke his word. It wasn't like I got locked up for no two. I was facing real shit in a long time. And, you know, you can, you know, go crazy. You can lose your sanity. You know, people do it different ways. And in that experience, you know, you witness a lot. And when you see them people that don't get mail, it's like when you in the box, it's like when I was in the box, I was in upstate box. That shit is like 10 minutes from Canada. It's Canada stations. When I tell you that shit is like... That shit is crazy. My nigga, when I tell you, like, the f- when I first got there, I was in the cell. I didn't have a bunkie that first night. Yo, it was just the loneliest feeling I ever... F- like, you literally, like, nine hours from New York, you in the box. It, you, your family don't know where you at because you just got shipped there that day. It's nothing but racist white niggas. They wearing clever gloves. They telling you, walk along the wall. You come off the wall, we fucking you up. Yeah. Straight up and down. It ain't no sugar. You come off the wall, we fucking you up. And when I got in the cell, I just remember that night, it was so fucking quiet. Like, it was like a eerie quiet. And I just felt wild lonely. I, re- I remember the feeling when I was like four or five, my moms would go away. My moms and pops, when they would go away, they would take me to Miss Perry house in Bronxdale. I don't know. She was like an older lady who I guess babysat me. And I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night, and one night I saw her husband's teeth, like, on the sink. <laughs> And like I was like, yo. And I went in the room and you know when you just wake up and not really sure where you at. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. just a lonely feeling. Like I yeah, wanted my yeah, mom's. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that first night in the box, yeah. I wanted my mom's, yeah, B. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yo. That shit was just the illest feeling ever. And that, it was just a depressing feeling because it's like, yo, you in jail on top of being in jail. So it's like you like, yo, I'm just a fuck up. Like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you, you start just, to you start to you yeah, start yeah, the, the you bad thing is, like, is a lot. It's almost like it's almost like uh to be honest with you, I mean it's it's not it's not a full similarity, but it's almost like when you work a night job, it's very quiet, and all you got to do is think and reflect. I remember how much I would reflect. I remember getting letters from my niece, and she'd be like, "I love you, Uncle yeah, Pete." I wrote, like, yeah. I wrote everybody in my phone book when I was in the bar. I would just go through. It's so boring, especially like that first week because yep. you don't got your property. Yep, yep. You don't really got nothing to read. You just there, like you fishing. I remember motherfuckers sending me magazines, like really reading magazines cover to cover, like the first page with the table of contents, the shit they selling, really reading every single, everything, like nothing to do, counting the bricks on the wall in the cell, like yo, damn, we are fucked up at, fuck it, let me start over, like just retarded shit, I I was in the box 90 days, I read 96 books, yo, Yeah, like, Keep your mind fresh. This when crazy. I left the box, I was like, "Yo, I'm not reading no more, yo, ever." <laughs> I was like, "Ever, I'm not reading no more." Yo, think about think about even before you know. I want to take people on a story, but but think about you know, you're a child star. Your pops is managing you. You know, uh, you're touring. You, you know, you you, you you know, you're in the. You literally became a rapper. You know, something that you thought that you would never become. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is the time, but. I know Karis one was somebody that you really looked up to, and I remember you saying that you met him before. I heard this before where you say that you met him and you're like, you know, it wasn't the same feeling uh, that you know, yeah, he I'm, had. He was just, 
He was the first rapper that I had. Like, he was just, when I met him, he was just arrogant. Not towards me, yeah. towards the promoter, but we it was a show in Canada. It was two black promoters. And it probably, he just probably was having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm All right, so we won't hold that again. You know so. how that should go. But I just remember him, like, flipping on him because, like, something on the rider wasn't right. Like, I guess it's food or something. And he was like, and I'm like, like, those dudes is black. Like, you know, yeah, I yeah, love sure, this sure, nigga. Sure, like, sure. you know what I'm saying? Cam sure. Rest was, like, pro-black. Bro, I was going to get you. Yeah, you know favorites. what I'm saying? Listen, yeah. So it just, you know, it just surprised me. I guess it maybe rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. But, you know. Shouts to Karis one, yeah, but. Shouts to Karis one. The legend. He was growing up, definitely. I, I used to like Karis one more than Rakim growing up. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, nah, me too. Me too, for sure. Now, you think about Chi Ali. Even at that time, who like is that some? Was there other names that people? You ever go over like different? You know, how people have different names that they were gonna go after. Like, could be, you know, that you may have had like I, I don't know. You know, did you ever have names before that? Nah, like this was my name. Ali is my no, name. No, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but so like I don't know. I guess because like I said, when the shit happened at the Apollo, it wasn't really planned. It wasn't really planned. So I guess that's more or less. Mike G probably was like Chi Ali, and I guess it had a little ring to it. I guess. And that's what it was. Yeah, you it's it, it's something that it's something that goes. But you know, it's funny because some names I know people are like yo they just fell upon, and some tried a couple of different others. You know what I mean? It's almost like starting a business too. Thinking the names sometimes you're like, I don't know why I came up with. That but name. I tell people all the time, like when people are starting shit and like debate over names, and I'm like, to me, I don't really think the name is that important. I think the name should be whatever you want it to be because I feel like in situations you're gonna make the name like. 30 years ago, if I would have been like, yo, I'm going to start some shit and call it Bad Boy, you might have been like, yo, this kid just wants to be so tough. Yeah, sure, But sure. now that Bad Boy's a household name, it's like, it's second nature. Yeah. But a lot, I mean, a lot of shit probably wouldn't have sounded dope 20 years ago before it was dope. But if you make it, you know what I'm saying? If you make whatever it is, if you, if Premium Pete is the name and you make it pop, they everybody, yo, yo Premium, that was a dope idea yeah, yeah, like yeah, man yeah. it was early it's kind of not that simple it's kind of simple you know yeah, what i mean yeah. but if and if it's whack it's gonna be like yo he could have had a better name yeah, yeah. you know how that shit go <laughs> oh you listen you could have little ali you could have young ali you yeah, could have had you know a uh, fat ali but that wouldn't have been the case because but you know i mean it, it's definitely something that stands out i remember the first time and i don't want to get off track but you know we bounce around you know but uh uh you know, I remember the first time too, uh, hearing h- hearing you, and even even like when you think about the native tongues, and you think about that whole crew, and that, and and then you, what you had going. Think about even e- even later on. Okay, like I said, I don't want to fully bounce around. Uh, I'm trying to stay organized uh, uh, in this 2020 life. Even even my even even in my regular life, I'm trying to stay more organized. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, Impressive. even. Where were you when you heard Ludacris shout you out in that song? I was on Rikers Animal. How you ain't gon' fuck? Bitch, I'm me. I'm the goddamn reason you in VIP. CEO, you don't have to CID. I'm young, wild, and strapped like G.I. Lee. Blah! Yo, let me Did that do anything? I was at C73. The three building? Seven. Seven North? No, I was in seven. Seven Upper. I wasn't in seven top. I was in seven Upper. Internet's lock in. Shouts to K Sway. Uh, how was that? The first time you ever heard uh, uh, that track with Chili? I mean, uh, with, I mean, uh, at the Chris. time, was that bad for you? I mean, not really. I mean, I was on Rikers Island, like you know, niggas. Hey, yo, G, yo, son, you heard that shit, son? So that's, you know, that's what I wanted to know. Whether somebody told you that that happened? Yeah, somebody. You- I remember. Um, 
this kid named Gorgeous Gangster told me he was a skinny kid from Brooklyn. He was blood. <laughs> skinny blood kid from Brooklyn, and he was cross-eyed, like super cross-eyed, like the ugliest kid ever, and his name was Gorgeous Gangster. <laughs> but he had, he was the one on the gate was like, yo, Chi, you heard that shit? Um, so, you know, I mean, from that aspect, it's dope because, you know, you in jail and niggas are shouting you out. But, I mean, I'm sure my lawyer wasn't you yeah, know, sure. <laughs> overly enthusiastic about it only because, you know, I'm fighting a case. And for some reason, you know, with, with hip hop. They'll bring your lyrics yeah, in yeah, yeah. as if it's not an art. You lucky you know it wasn't I mean? a wrap up at that yeah, time. Yeah, but it's like imagine, you know, if Robert De Niro did something, and they started playing Goodfellas. Like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. violent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Now, did you ever see? You ever meet Ludacris after that? Did you? I've never met Ludacris. Period. Crazy. I met Robert never. De Niro though, but not Ludacris. Really? Where'd yeah. you meet Robert De Niro? I was actually supposed to be in a Bronx still. That's why wow. I think that was like one of the first joints he 93. directed. That was one of his first directorial Yeah, he did that first. Yeah, that was his directorial debut. debut. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I can't believe I said that right on the first try, but yeah. I know you like that, have a little tongue twister. <laughs> my, that was one of the things me and my dad got into it, actually. He was pissed, like, because I think I was with William Morris, and they had called me, like, yo, sent me the script. So I went. It was just like a little, it was a little racist. It was like, um. Yeah. All right, like. You know, it was a bunch of yeah, kids. Yeah, sure, sure. But all the white kids was casted already. Where the black kids, we more or less were, you know, they didn't know they who had they- had Terrell Hicks, brother. Yeah, yeah who they uh, wanted for what. Um, It yeah. was another Dawson kid. He was my man. I think he lived in Harlem River Projects. I forgot his name. Um, But anyway, so then when we doing the scenes and shit, and they like, yo, y'all going to be riding on the bikes. The white kids come, they jump y'all. And basically, you know, y'all get jumped. And I'm like, we don't get to fight back at all. It was just, it was just wasn't for me at the yeah, time. Yeah, sure, And sure. then I was probably popping a little bit, you know, on some Chi Ali shit. So I, you know, probably wanted to go do something else and didn't like it. And like my pops, I remember when I got home, he was like, you fucking left? <laughs> like, you fucking asshole? Like, he went wild on me. Okay, let's take a quick break and give a big shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode, the good folks at Bevel. Internets, if you never heard of Bevel, open up your phone, open up your laptop, your desktop, and go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. Again, that's getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. Now, I want to put you on a Bevel, the best grooming products in the game, okay? They got the trimmer that I told my barber. I said, listen, if a barber, this is one thing I love. I get a haircut every week. And when I go to my barber, he turns my week around. If I'm having a bad day, I get a fresh cut, the whole week is turned around. But because he has a bevel trimmer that I got him, it even turns it around more. They got the blade, the lotions, the shaving cream, the internets, okay? If you're a, if you're a guy listening to this and you're not familiar with bevel, trust me, go on their website, go cop something, okay? And let it change your life. Now, if you're a woman listening to this or anybody... Get it for your significant other, your cousin, your brother. Get it for somebody you love because Bevel has changed the game. Not only does it have an amazing story behind it, but the products are bar none the best in the game, okay? You could go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. You could go to Target, target.com, okay? You can find it there. But more importantly, the new rollout has been amazing, okay? And when I say amazing, check this out. They just released an uh, aluminum-free deodorant, okay? 
Then they released the soap, the exfoliating soap, and then they got body wash. Okay? Internets. Go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. A lot of people say, Premium Pete, man, I got mad love for you. Okay? How can I support you? Well, when you hear an ad, when you hear a sponsor sponsoring the Premium Pete show, let's show up and let's show out. Okay? Appreciate you for the support. Go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. Copy yourself something. I promise you, they're the best in the game. Internets. And now let's get back to the show. Cheer. You finally get a chance to put out your first album, right? The only album you put out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, how was that process? How long did it take you to make that album? Um, I feel like my freshman year in high school, we was recording it. So mm-hmm. probably... Now, keep in mind, you didn't... You're young. You didn't know anything about the business, really. Chris, basically, at the time, he was getting busy. He was still role managing the Jungle Brothers, doing different shit for Red Alert. Um, now he had violated. Didn't he have Black Sheep too? I think he was managing yeah, yeah, Black yeah, Sheep. Yeah. Shouts to Dress. Um, I know you just like family. So he was managing Black Sheep at the time. You know, didn't had a bunch to do with Q-tipping them. He yeah. was he was basically force the four you yeah. know overseeing the whole Native Tongue shit as well as. This sure. new violator relativity thing. Um, so I guess I probably knew the beat nuts from being in Calliope Studios while mm-hmm. Black Sheep was doing their recording their albums, uh, recording their first album, pardon me. Um, I just remember more or less him like kind of like throwing me in there with Less than Juju. And mm-hmm. like, wow. <laughs> yo, I swear to God, with them niggas, first time I had St. Odds, I'm with them niggas in the studio. I'm in one of these chairs. Them niggas like, yeah, drink some more. And them niggas is spinning me in the chair. I'm like fucking 14. I was fucked up. But yeah. Dizzy them, yo, and fucked up. My nigga, Lesson Juju used to be like, yo, they used to run all type of tricks on me, yo. <laughs> or just experiment shit with me. And I was a young kid who looked up to them, man. You know what I mean? They was producing my album. And it was dope. You know, you had, everyone was coming through all the different members of, of Native Tongue. Um, Drez was probably there more than more than anyone else. Um, so it was just, I mean, it was dope. It, at the time, nobody was as big as they are now. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like. They were young. Yeah, like everybody was young on the come up. Black yeah, yeah, Sheep yeah, 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 wasn't yeah. popping yet. You know what I mean? Queen Latifah wasn't fully yeah, there. I mean, like she had some play, but not like that. Really, yeah. Big like that. Daylight was the biggest. Bro, you look at that was, shit now. Daylight was huge then. Yeah, but that was it. You know, yeah. Tribe was good, but they wasn't. You know, as big as they are now. So, yeah, not for sure. You know, so 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 you put out. Do you remember the first day or night? Like when when your album was put out? How was that put out? That was put out in the morning. Like you know, you got you announced it at night. You know, do you remember that exact day? Um, the album. Yeah, I remember the video. I remember the first time Ralph McDaniels played my video, me and my man CeeLo. From the, music you remember box. the Legion? Yeah, yep. CeeLo from the Legion. Me and him went to a um, a movie down in Midtown somewhere, and we were taking a train uptown, and motherfuckers was like, hey, yo, you got a video, right? We see him. And it was bugging. Like, it was, I must have been something going. I guess everybody might have been coming from the movie. I don't yeah. know. But it was a bunch of kids on the train. It was like it was in the evening. And they was like, and I was like, oh shit, a few of them might have asked for my autograph, and that was like my <laughs> first taste of People fame, you know what I mean? And no Ill, selfies back then. Nah, but as ill as like, I guess I must have been like fourteen, fifteen. But that was since then. That's like been my life, you know what I mean? Like people be like, yo, how's it feel when people come up to you? Or something. It's like I don't know. It's 
just yeah, sure, what so, life so, is. Like that's something like, you were used you know, to. Like for somebody age. like LL, it's like yo. I mean, yeah, I mean he's been doing all his life. Ask him, it's like he was fifteen. Like, what the fuck? You don't remember that much from before then. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you never really had a childhood because your childhood was not the normal childhood? I know I may. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I had a childhood before then. I feel like I had that typical childhood. I, I think that shit just changed it. Um, I mean, yeah, it probably did speed it up and made me because you know I wanted to be grown. You know, I was with. The motherfuckers I looked up to, like, you don't understand, homie. Like, I was with LL sometimes. Like, LL was mad cool. Like, so, of course, you want to be, you know, I'm with them, but I want to be really with them. You know what I mean? And it was just surreal for me. That shit was, it was ill. Like, I had a dope, dope life, yo. Like, I really can't complain, man. Especially as a child to be able to, you know, be around them and be able to say these is my peers and for them to. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like. We didn't, I don't think we had phones back then, but shit, if like, if it was now, like, I'd be able to, you know, FaceTime KRS-One or sure. Rakim, and at that time, that would be like, you know, if a motherfucker FaceTime Drake, you know, people gonna be impressed, sure, you know what sure. I mean? And I was a kid, yo. Yeah. That's crazy when you really think about it, you know, so, so, so your album comes out, you're moving along, you know, uh, doing shows, right? You graduate high school, the label got you a tutor, you know. Now, before, when did you get locked up? I got locked up. Well, I called my case you? in how, 2000. How old were you? Uh, I guess 22. Okay, so so so, w- w- were you still on the label, like, in the sense of, like, because you didn't put out another project? I don't know. I think, like, because the, the deal, technically, I think I was still signed to the label. Like, if I wanted to record another album, I probably would have had obligations. Um, But the time limit may have expired because... I think I signed in like ninety two or ninety three. Did think, you want to put something I else out? Was, or? Yeah, like boom. When after the first album, you know, I think it sold one hundred sixty five thousand copies. Copies, pardon me. Which at the time was yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You for a first album, you know, you yeah. that was a first step. You know, you had people like Gangstar who I don't think went gold to like their third, yep, maybe yep. fourth album, but third definitely third or fourth album. But going from one eighty to three forty, that was good progress. So we had started recording the second album, but in the midst of us recording, Chris left. He took violated the Def Jam. I guess he had a, a op, op, option or something, or I don't know what the fuck happened. But he left, and when he left, Relativity had the option to keep me or not. They opted to keep me, but Chris was their rap guy, and they was like a alternative rock label. They had mm. like Joe Sotriani, and you know they was a, a rock label. So once Chris left, he was their rap guy, and then he was my friend. It was like they was just assigning people to it, and that's really when my father really stepped in. Like he was like, "All right, well." He wanted what Chris had, and the label wanted what Chris had. And my pops was like, well, if neither one of us was getting it, we're going to split that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it was. It just was Matt like. Chris didn't try to see if he could get you over there. Chris broke out. Like, Chris, I think Chris thought he was going to make a lot of fucking money off me. And he probably would have, but my pops stepped in. You know what I'm saying? If my pops didn't step in, I would have been signed to Chris. He would have been managing me. You know what I'm saying? It would, I, he would have been doing everything. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, no, no. So, as much as he loved me, you know what it was. Yeah. Um. When my pop stepped in, you know he regulated it. But in his regulation, Chris probably seen well. Shit, if he don't do this or that, I'm not really eating. So, you know, what I'm saying he still wanted me to win, but it, the incentive probably wasn't there. Like if my pops wasn't there. 
if he had total control. So when Chris left, he left. Like, he wasn't really, I don't think it was no hard feelings. He just was moving on to different things. They opted to keep me. I think if they didn't, he might have took me with him. I don't know. I was a kid. I don't, I don't know. Sure. So my pops is now, he's fighting for everything. And, you know, just through, through like, months turned into years and shit is going by. But we was recording still, like. That I do remember Chris still like put me in the studio with like plugging me with like Clark Kent and Premier. Sure, sure. Like Sounds I got like songs Clark, yeah. with Clark and Premier and And whatever happened to those songs? I mean Premier, like Premier we did a song called No Surrender, No Retreat. That actually came out on a relativity compilation. What about the album. other stuff you said that you were like half done with the album? I'm saying I don't know. Like I'm sure the producers, I know like Molecules from the Legion definitely has some because he produced a bunch of shit. Premier got the shit he did. I was with Clark in D.C. probably about maybe four months ago. He's probably got the shit he did. I'm sure all, if we find the producers, they got everything. You know what I'm saying? Then a few of my mans from co-op who was older than me but started, started producing it. I was putting them on. So, you know, I'm sure if you go through the archives, we could find some of it. You know, I don't I don't know about all of it just because, you know, so much time has went by. You know, we're talking about 20, you know. Tw- More than tw- that now. 20, almost 30 years ago, right? No, yeah. Right? Almost 30, almost 30 years ago. 25, Damn. between 25 and, that's fucking Holy sick. fuck, do, do you even, do you even, do you even want to still put out, like, you Music? know. Not, not like. Do you? I guess so, but what I mean by that is this, and the reason why I say I guess so is because you know, do you still have a passion for new music? Because you're doing like, like your your life story is a fucking movie. Nah, like and, I and don't know. Nah, I'm, I'm past the music. Chopped, I'm kind of yeah. past the music yeah, yeah. thing. I mean, I'll still do a future feature if a motherfucker got some bread, and you know, certain beats that come on and make me want to write, and you know, certain you know. And mice, you know, my son, that's my yeah, bro. My son, mice, man. you know, mice still be on it hard. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll listen to some of his shit and be like, yo, let me get on the joint. I'm going to get on that joint. He'll be like, all right. You know what I mean? But for the most part, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Being an artist. I see him in movies yeah, now, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, he definitely feel he got a character about him. I mean, hopefully, not a he, facade. When I say character, like, a, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I would be with acting. I'm with, I'm with whatever, but yeah. I'm just we older now, like you know, know what I'm saying. Like I'm 43, I'm about to be 44. Like it's over. Like sometimes you nah, know, I, I digress. No, it's, you know it's, why? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it don't have to be. You got so, Jay Z so and in peace, two chains and rest in peace, Kobe. Right? The narrative, not narrative, but the 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 the, the thought is like, damn, he he retired from the NBA, but now he was starting his life at 41. Yeah. Like, I mean, they sacrifice so much with that. You know, what that's I mean? true. But I feel so, like. You always got another another second win. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I feel like I could do it. Shit, I could rap, especially with what the motherfuckers Send those are doing now. But, yeah, I mean, look. This, I can't look, even listen to rap too long, yeah. man. Like, I'll get to cut it the shit down, man. Look, transitioning. Listen, you know what? Listen, transitioning, being able to transition to me is success. Being able to evolve. That's success. Like, you, okay, so Chielli was a rapper, right? Okay. Chia, well, let's just say Chielli is a rapper, right? But he also, you know, then you know, then he went away, right? But then now, well, you know, he's coming. Now he's doing books, doc, documentary. You know, he's going to visit jails. Maybe, you know, maybe he gets a little money from the doc. Now he's in the real estate. I'm just just giving examples. Like, you evolving is is, is what success is. Make, doing what makes you happy. You know, a lot of people want three, three stacks to rap. 
you know, maybe not rapping is what makes him happy. You know, I'm I not, mean, and not I love you know. Don't get it twisted. Like when I hang out with Jada Kiss and shit. Like me and Jada Kiss were actually supposed to do a song. Yeah. Um, like it's dope, but um, it's just too much politics. Like if you in and you good, it's cool. But if you really like, I'm too old to really be trying to still finagle, and I don't really, I don't have the patience. You know what I'm saying? And I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with where I'm at, and I think. Most of the time, if you good with where you at and you got something you into and you not stressing financially, I think, then it's easier to move on. I think when you stressing financially, like it's hard if you never work to go to work at 40 something sure, sure, when sure, you was the sure. rapper getting sure, the money sure. and like that Living shit is a certain hard, life, you know, know eating, what I'm saying? Especially with ladies, you know, me and, you know who, eating who, certain foods. Me and Peter Guns talk about that all the time, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause That's a hard, it's it, almost, let me tell you, and I, and I, I don't mean this. As as uh, uh, it's a good thing, but it's almost as hard as drug dealers, right? Yeah. When you deal drugs, when when you used to fast money, if you and get then you locked go, up and you get locked up, and then you come home, you got to change your life. Like, Slow money is short money, but it's it, it's a very different transition, especially if you're used to. Keep in mind, you're and every, it could be depressing at yeah, times. Yeah. It could be monotonous, boring, depressing, and. And still may never give you enough for the average motherfucker out here. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of us is dying in debt, and yeah. you know it's hard. And I, yeah, but I, 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 you're right. And I will say this though. But if you can hustle and you can sell it, that's why I tell people. I used to go to back to the jails and 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 visit. I know you gone back a bunch of times. Done I tell them, yo, the, my book, yeah. yo, Pete, yeah, the yeah. book. Tell, that shit is a hustle, t- bro. The book came out what? Was, uh, April, like a- okay, yeah, yeah. Tell them you can get on Amazon. I'm on Amazon and I'm on my website. Okay. We're not in Barnes and Noble okay. right now. I'm on, you can go to chialibx.com. Chiali, okay. so C H I A L I B X. Chialibx.com. You could get the book. Another but, kind but of freedom. Saying, you were saying something about. But the book, I'm yeah. saying like that's the mean hustle. Like, like I'm not paying a lot, and to be able to sell it for twenty dollars, like I'm, I don't mean I don't want to tell all my numbers, but I'm just saying it's the mean hustle, and I'm a nigga that ain't even popping like that for that motherfucker that got. A million followers or three, yeah, four hundred so thousand followers on on Instagram. Like you can make bread. Like it's so many different hustles. It's just you got to just think and apply yourself differently. Like it's other shit to do other than rap. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, it's funny too because your mind and, and uh, you know somebody told me too. Like uh, if you could be in, I forgot who this was, man. Fuck, I can't believe I'm th- forgetting who. But it was a dude I know that's been around a long time. He's like, yo, if you could be in my mind for a second, your head will blow up. And the reason why I say that for is you think about it. Let's go back over as we're on the journey. A child star, uh, 13 years old, being caught by Chris Lighty, the late great, you know, uh, rapping on stage, you know. <laughs> to uh, America's uh, Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah you know happened. what I mean? To, to yo, but actually, yo, to being asked for an autograph, think about it, on the train by somebody that's seen you, uh, shouts to the legendary Ralph McDaniels on Video Music Box. Ralph. To them being in a, uh, to, to a probably an old lady in fucking Nashville, like, who's this Chiali on, on, on America's Most Wanted? You know, uh, it, 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 it's crazy. You know, I, I'm so proud, more importantly, that, you know, you came home, you did your time, uh, you never went back, you know, you changed your life around, uh, you know, because people, you know, it's funny too, because sometimes people don't, people, like, America is like the world of second chances, but sometimes they don't want to give it. They don't realize the struggle it takes. You know, yeah. I didn't have that type and, of And, and we're yeah. picky about who we give our second yeah. chances to. Yeah. Like, some people we give, so you look, I look at, like, Marv Albert. Mm. Like, you would think nothing ever happened. Like, he's... Biting woman. Yeah, like, but then some people, they can't get past it. Yeah. 
in both races. Like you got some yeah, black sure. people who they get past what they do, and some black people who is just a dub. You know what I mean? That shit is just weird. Like we, I don't know if it's us as society picking and choosing, but I feel like it's not. I don't know if it's the media or you know just the powers that be, the people that's sure, running sure. the media. I don't know, but it's like we definitely, I feel like we pick and choose who we want to martyr, who we want to forgive, who we want to exile forever. And, you know, that's just the ways it be, man. It's crazy, but you think, you know, it's funny, too, because when you think about, like, you're rapping, and then all of a sudden you come to a time where, you know, you're facing a situation that one thing I give you a lot of uh, uh, admiration for is that, you never, uh, not saying that why you would, but you you never try to, uh, I'm thinking a word I'm using, like glorify it or or what you did. You know, you're a real dude, but, you know, yeah, somebody. I was locked yeah. up too long, man. I think the people glorifying them motherfuckers be doing the little bids. When you be locked up a long time like that, like some people do a little bit and learn, but some people be like, I could do this. This shit wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? This shit is all boy camp. At yeah. the end of the day, it's all boy camp. But. When you start, when they start taking real chunks like yeah, that yeah. out of your Football life, Football numbers, yeah, like it's different. Like they taking you into different decades, they taking you into different eras of your life. Did, did, did you have you know a did you, did you have a lawyer like you know like? Yeah, but I, but you know, did that drain you even like financially for family? Because like, I did, mean, I was on the run, so my lawyer had the bulk of his bread before I even got caught. Wait, wait, so that was good. So the crazy thing is, it's just he wanted more bread if I would have went to trial. Like I think he wanted another ten bands, but we I ended up copping up. Yeah. But like, and he was like, uh, "If we go to trial, it's ten thousand more, and I want that before we start. (laughs) Like, we're not gonna wait till you win or lose, nigga, because I'll never get my money." (laughs) And that's the lawyers are crazy, man. I mean, think about it. I respect if you blow trial, who the fuck is paying the lawyer? I just lost. And if you won, you love him and you happy, and you gonna pay him if you got it. But if not, you are gonna say I got you, and then you are gonna get caught up in life. How fast? So, so obviously, for I mean, it's all public knowledge, you know. um, But how fast was the process of all that? You know, you, you know, um, especially for people listening to uh, Chiali, who's never heard of him. You know what I mean? I want people to understand some of the journey. But even people that know him, you learn a little bit more. I hope more so in the sense of like just as a. A, a a good you know human being that he is now people may say that's crazy because of what he been through but you know i mean shit happens yeah. if you want to no, let one yeah night, of course one of moment course to, 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 um you know uh identify somebody's whole life that's how you identify somebody for their whole life through one well, moment. i'm sure you good people, good yeah. good or bad uh, i mean yeah. you know what i'm saying you might have saved a lady that don't yeah, mean you yeah. can't be a creep you know what i'm I mean? sure you face people who judge you but that but you know so obviously uh uh you know, you get into now. I don't know exactly, but like, did you, you, you get into an argument, you know, with somebody, and 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 the kid died, right? You know, it got shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and from what public knowledge, I know, you know, uh, was, was your sister's uh, uh my, a husband or your brother was my baby mother's brother. Okay, baby mother's brother, right? Yeah. Now, was that something that like was uh like it was just one of those heated moment things definitely yeah i mean me and him like when i think like we wasn't enemies that shit yeah. is definitely one of them heated moment things like i mean it was it wasn't somebody we wasn't cool where we fought a lot like it was definitely our first argument but like looking back it wasn't that i mean yeah i was young hothead you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's why i tell people yo it's very very important don't carry a gun, yo. Because yeah. if you got it, you way more likely to use it. You yeah. way more likely to 
be in a Yo, situation I mean, with you know what I mean? If you if this thing, whatever happens, if you don't got it, what you gonna do? Your best, right or wrong? If if a motherfucker come in here with guns, and we don't got. We gonna do what they say and try to get yeah. out alive. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of people live like like live life like that. Like my pops is 77, never owned a gun in his life. He's all right. You know what I'm saying? But um, if you got it, you're more apt to use it. So I would tell urge people. If you need a gun, let your friend hold it, your smart friend, because hopefully by the time it take you to get to him, you might have thought sensibly, or maybe he might yeah, help sure. you think sensibly. And sometimes that's all it takes. You might go to sleep, wake up four hours later, and you done calm down a whole bunch. Like, man, fuck that nigga. That nigga's a buster. Yeah, sure, sure. You know Just let I mean? it go. But a lot of shit, I was young, young and stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing I think you even said that I think anybody in this world can relate to is, you know, being a hothead. And I think as you get older, you get more mature. But you were young, you know. Like and you learn, you learn shit. I look at things now. I like even like you know somebody cut me off the other day. Dude rolled out his window, told me to go fuck myself. I was about to rev. I, I, I literally wanted to just drive through his car. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, I got to get to my son's piano lesson. Do I want this dude to like you know fuck you? Sometimes yeah. that's why I like when I be in a good mood because sometimes when I be in a good mood and like people do shit like that, I, I, like, I be playing but like pardon me, I'm sorry, like <laughs> you know. And sometimes it's just your mood. You got to just try to really stay in that energy so you don't go that way. And you got to know you and your triggers. You know, if you know you're a hothead, then you got to keep yourself in that sooth soothing area in life so you so you make it, man. Like this yeah. shit is a game. It's it's easy to lose, but it's, you know, easy to win, too. You know what I mean? It's it's easy to go either way. It's all what you want to do with it. You know, it's going to be pitfalls and all type of shit and obstacles. We got to just duck and dodge yeah. and get around them. You know, I fell a one, a big one. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? But, you know, got to dust off and try not to fall in another one. But they there. You know they there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's ways around it, but they there. So, you know, it's... About patience, too. A lot of us, when I say us, I say especially, you know, black, Spanish, like, in our hoods, we don't have patience. We want what we want now. Sure, sure, sure. You know, that immediate instant gratification shit. And it's like we can't do the process of going to college and graduate school so we can make the six figures for the rest of our life. Bro, if you could learn a little you know? patience, I, I want to give you, I, I want to give the internet a, a quick example, man, uh, sitting down with the one and only... Uh, Chi Ali, I want to give the internet a quick example. And that example is this. I remember like, yo, I just, in my 40s, I just started to have credit. And uh, I always too. carried it around cash. Me too. <laughs> yo, and I want to explain to you why. Because I didn't have the patience to wait to do it. Like, yo, you got you to gotta earn credit. It's got to take time, history, get a card, pay it off. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I didn't have, so I literally wasted 10, 15 years of my life, which I could have had the patience you know, even, even even a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't want to, well, honestly, this is how I feel, just what changed a lot of my life. With the, If you have a little bit of patience, I'm not saying you're supposed to change your whole fucking life around, but if you have patience in some buckets, you could, shit will happen for you that hasn't happened yeah, to you. Yeah, for sure. Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes you want to have it in this day and age too, you want to have to do the shit all over again. You take a shortcut. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know. And that's what you don't want, because trust me, it's so much harder to, live a life of of luxury or having shit and then the years later 
to have nothing to really be struggling. I would much rather do it the other way, be struggling and then years later have than to have and years later yeah, be struggling. Yeah, that's important. That's you know important. I mean? to, to and a lot of, like with a lot of the rappers, and it's hard when the fame goes away, the money's not there. It's hard when you're used to that. you used to that, that, that yelling, that, you know what I mean? And when it's not there no more, that shit... Yeah, that's why I tell people transition while you're hot, man. You know, yeah, uh, uh, put some money in real estate, open up a business. So when people look at it, like, what's he doing? You know, he, 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 you know, they use that in, insane word. He's not relevant anymore. I don't know, dude's a millionaire. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, he's not young. And he, honestly, when you are right, shit like that really don't affect you as much. But, you know, you know, like they say, when people say the truth hurts, when somebody say something, that shit really strike a nerve. Is you know it hits home, you know, and motherfucker, oh, you are still broke, broke ass nigga. If you know you really broke, you it's gonna hurt more than if yeah, you, sure, sure, yeah, you're right, you're rich. Yeah, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're right. You're that rich. happens to actors too, though. That happens to actors too. Yeah. You know, I've seen that firsthand. Yeah, I worked yeah. on uh, with the Sopranos cast members. A lot of those dudes, they starving. They haven't eaten in a long time. They had uh, little parts here and there, and and and, and some of them even yeah, get it. That shit is. You know, it's a struggle, man. And, but and you, it, but you sound like you sit here and you're like, oh, um, what's his name? I used to be on the show. Like, you feel good about yourself, but you ain't that. You know what I mean? Big yeah. anymore? You haven't and, done any and work. It's, I mean, it's hard to. You can't even if you a very good actor or artist or whatever. You it's hard to budget over 10, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like you can budget your money, but shit, ten, fifteen years, a lot of shit doesn't happen. Yeah, and if you're not. Making money, you is gonna be broke sooner or later. Yeah. Unless you just, you know, filthy rich. But I tell everybody that if you're not making money, you will be broke sooner or later. Absolutely, man. That, yeah, <laughs> internet. That is. Listen, make sure you tweet that and then put Chi Ali after the uh, tweet. So, so, so as we uh, wind down this episode, so boom, this happens. Unfortunate situation. And, and you just decided you went on the run right after that because I remember hearing you know I remember, I remember hearing this shit. I was with my man, the OG. But what nigga. time that shit happened? I was at one of my partner's house, and I think it was like my partner, his wife, another dude, and his wife, and I think my man, and I think somebody was like, "You should turn yourself in." Somebody else was like, "Yeah, you probably get less time," and my man was like, "Yo, I need to holler at you real quick." Mm. And we left and never came back. <laughs> he was like, "We got to get the fuck away from them." I don't even know how. I like how they talking. <laughs> they get yeah, ready yeah. call police. <laughs> how the fuck they suggesting for you to turn uh, yourself in? Like, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, like, that's he's like, I yo, like this guy. he's like, yo, homie, you got a body. Ain't yeah. no DA gonna say, well, he turned himself yeah. in. Let's not give him 25 years. He like, yo, you, I might never see you again. I can't watch you do that. The nigga, I swear to God, he cried. So you hit you, you you hit the run. You decided to change. Then you change your name, right? I had a whole. He cried, and then he put me on the game. He got me situated. New new I new, new birth, birth certificate. Yo, how did you ID, how did you react license, to people calling you by your new credit name? card? Alonzo. My name was Alonzo Demetrius Corbin. <laughs> Who? Alonzo Demetrius Corbin. Okay. Um, that's the movie right there. How did I? I mean. <laughs> I guess I got used to it. People used to call me Zo. That's the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, the movie. The plot I guess it was weird, but I guess I got. Yeah, hold used on, to it. seriously, that's the movie. Yeah, I'm saying Alonzo Demetrius Corbin. And and, and when they see the movie, they're gonna be like, "Why is this name?" And you go through this whole journey. 
Who, and then yeah. when you when they get to this when like, they get oh, when they get shit. to the meat and potatoes like oh that's, that's why this shit is cold. Well, I'll tell you tell you is cold, who 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 uh who came up with that name <laughs> my man Lord that took me on a run the nigga was fucking with a, ch- a chick yeah. he stole her son's social security like he was he was like two that was his name I guess mm. so he had the social security he was like here he was like you need a wallet homie you can't be running around with no ID you got to get a wallet. So boom, he gave me the social security card. So I got that. I think after that, um, we I had to get you know get the motor vehicles, but you need an address. So boom, we went to like a leasing a housing development. We got a lease, blank lease. Went to the library, typed in all my shit. So now we got the we got the uh, address and a social. I think with the address and the social, we went to motor vehicles, and I was able to get. Um, a license for address get an uh, ID, ID yeah. and then I took the, the written test like the same this in Atlanta and Georgia I did this shit the same oh, day oh a permit I took the written test passed and took the road test the same day so hey. I got my license all in one day so the driver and teacher came in and called you Alonzo it wasn't I just had to take the permit test oh I'm talking about the drive okay I thought you meant you the road know, the, test the road test yeah it was like Mr. Corbin you know what I'm saying that was my you like name. who yeah so so boom once I got that I'm legit now. So, like, I'll be in stores playing around and stuff, filling out. You know, you see the visa shit and fill it out. I start getting credit cards. I'm like, oh, shit. And my man is like, yo, you know you could buy a gun, right? I'm like, nah. He like, I'm telling you, go in the gun store. Get around. Yeah, you're good. You could buy as many as you want today. Bought me a gun. Like, that shit now, was now, ill. Now, going through your mind, I mean... I thought I was going to jail. I told okay, my man, yo, yeah. there's no way. Like, when I'm leaving, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to jail. Even even as you become Alonzo, which is crazy for me to uh, now, Homie, I'm in motor vehicles, yeah. scared to death. My man yeah, is like, yeah, you good, yeah, you yeah. good, relax. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Everywhere I go, I'm nervous. But then, you know, after a while... You know, familiarity breeds contempt. I start getting comfortable. Like, I remember when I got caught, I remember... Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I couldn't believe it, Pete. You would have thought I was fucking, I had all type of money. Because I was like, like, I think it's a, like, I just was mad arrogant. Like, I couldn't believe it. How, how did it get to America's Most Wanted? That was the victim's family. Okay. It. That was more or less them pushing it. And I was that guy, I remember watching those shows. What was that guy named? John Walsh or uh-huh. something like that? Mm, his son had got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, and that's what made him start that. Yeah. So 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 when when they got you, you just like at a home or something like that. I had I think I was getting tired. I was in the I came back to the Bronx. I had an apartment in Atlanta, but then when they put the America's Most Wanted, I left there. That's when I started. I was in Camden. I was actually okay. living in okay, Camden. okay. So I'm living in Camden, but you know Camden. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> Camden <Charles>. is Camden. <laughs> I ends up getting into some shit in Camden. So when I get into some shit in Camden. I start running back and forth. I'm in. I'm playing New. I'm still out there, like getting my little money out there. But I'm in New York more. But you know, I have, like I think it was one of my ex's brother who we was cool with. I was staying at his crib. But I mean, I don't know who told me because you know I had different bitches coming in, and he had bitches coming in, and one of the main chicks he was fucking with was living in Throg's Neck. So I'm thinking this bitch don't know me. She know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got signs in the store in Throg's Neck and all that. Like, she they had a reward me. out and shit? Yeah, all that. Like, she know me. Like, but, you know, I don't know who told me, who told where I was. But yeah. I know somebody. Now, when you get, when, when <laughs> you get caught, told. being that you went on the run, that's when you were facing what? Uh, they give, don't they give you more time for that? Nah, like, I was never arrested. Oh, copy, copy. So, I okay. wasn't really so they're on looking the for you. run. Y'all looking for me, but, like, 
I could tell even when they put a warrant out, like shit, I ain't know I had a warrant. I ain't on no run. I'm chilling. Like I y'all looking for me? They gonna be like, Well, you just left home and yeah, I was tired, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> but technically they can't prove that I know it wasn't like I got locked up, bailed out, and dipped. You know what I mean? So it just if I would have went to trial, like my lawyer was like, that's gonna look bad on the jury. Yeah, look for the jury. And that, you he was, just he, like, cause he's like, it's human nature. Some people believe if I ain't do nothing, I'm not running. You know what I mean? And he's like, it's some people you cannot, you're not gonna take that out their mind. They gonna feel like if you didn't do nothing, he's like, we gonna say you was scared, you was this, you was that. But some people gonna feel like, but if you didn't do nothing, why yeah, you, you won't run. Yeah, why you, you running? Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, you, you were facing 25 to life, right? And you, uh, you, your lawyer, did your lawyer suggest or you suggest that you got 14, you would pay, you would take it a... Boom, my offer was 22 and a half to life. Like, when I got locked up, they offered me 22 and a half to life. You go to trial, you're facing 25 to life. So, I was going to trial. This is an old brainer. So, I'm on Rikers Island fighting my case like three years with the offer 22 and a half to life. Like, when I hit, like, I think 34 months on the island, I had a black judge, and the judge started pressing the DA. She's like, yo, if y'all not ready to go forward with trial, I'm giving this man a bail. Like, y'all got him locked up going on three sure. years, and y'all not really— You're like, fighting your case from Rikers. Yeah, but they not doing it. Like, I ain't have no bail, and they not—I'm just getting different court dates. I'm just coming to court once a month. Like, they not even almost ready to pick a jury. They not ready for nothing. They just giving me court dates. So when the judge start pressing them— about a bail, last one they was like, they gave me an offer. Instead of 22 and a half to life, they offered me 15 years. So my lawyer was like, yo, I think you should take it. But meanwhile, before they offered that, when the offer was 22 and a half to life, my lawyer was like, yo, we going to trial. We got a nice case for trial. We going. So when they offered the 15 years, he's like, yo, I think you should think about it. You got three years in. It's a flat bid. You don't got no parole board action. He was like, you don't understand you don't have no parole board action. Like, you got a date to go home. You coming home. You know what I'm saying? With parole, with that life, sure, sure, they could, they with could that keep, life yeah. parole, you know, yeah, they could yeah, douche you yeah. forever. So, at the time, I was like, 15 years? Hell no. You said we had a good case to go to trial with the other day. We going to trial, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That was my attitude. Like, I'm not like 15 years? Hell fucking no. Like, I was 22, 23 at the time, or 24 maybe by then. I'm like... 15 years more than half the time i was alive you know what i'm saying i couldn't see it i was like hell no oh my mom's coming to see me she's crying my brother they sending everybody gangster lou from mob style they sent everybody trying to convince me i'm like nah, nah 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 i'm not taking 15 years so my next court date my lawyer is like he got the da went down to 14. My lawyer got them to go down there. He comes in the back like, gee, I think you crazy. Like, you should take this. You don't understand. You got three years in. He's like, yo, you got a date. You going home. He's like, I'm like, and so I said, me and my lawyer got into it. I'm like, well, motherfucker, before we had the offer, you telling me we had a good case to go to trial with? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, we have an excellent case to go to trial with. But with a jury, you don't know. And you really want to risk, like, you know what I'm saying? You risking sure, sure, sure. 25 to life. You know what I mean? So I bit the bullet. <laughs> I, you know, I guess he he wore me down. My mom, my mom's really wore me down. You know, she was crying. I know I could do that. I just want to see you home while I'm alive. And you know, yeah. And you came home. Doing, so so you you did your time uh, all over, all over upstate, yeah, all over New York State. Yeah, and and, and only I ain't touch Attica. Okay, I ain't, I ain't go to the Buffalo side, but like upstate, um. 
Auburn, Elmira, Clinton, yep, yep. Clinton Annex, um, Sing Sing. Or, you know, most of the maxes, with the exception of the joints on the Buffalo side, I, I um I touched. You know it's crazy too, uh and I'm glad to see you home. Glad to see you uh, you know, staying home and, and, and doing your thing and helping out a lot of things with my son. I know you've done a lot of things uh uh in the sense of uh, you know, prison reform, in the sense of speaking to prisons. But more importantly, too, you know, a lot of people don't understand this. While you're in jail, uh, you could have got more time. For you could sure. fight with a dude. Could have. Uh, you could, hey, look, as simple as this. I never forget when I was in there. Some dudes were fighting. Dude slipped, hit his head, killed, died him. He just simple like that, you know. Yeah, Not as dude is fighting another case. We trying to give you a body, you know, yeah, and, and, and telling you cop out, take yeah. this twelve flat, take fifteen. Seen dudes flat, go in flat. with two years. Do ten. My you know man what I mean? Little, my yeah. man Little had copped out to a three flat. Little Latin King. Yeah. He stabbed the nigga plain. Like they wasn't even beefing. The nigga died. I think he ended up copping out to a fifteen flat for that shit. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Three flat ended up getting a fifteen flat. You know, so so you do you do wind up doing okay, so you got the fourteen, you already had three in, so you did about eleven? Uh no, you fourteen, you do I think you 12. do like 12 on yep, 14. Yep. Okay. I had you three had three and, and so you did nine. Yeah. So take us through the, when you, the, the, when, when you come home, the, the first day, like how, 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 because uh, people get institutionalized. Yeah. I and, mean, I believe like, like that's one of the things I really credit my family. Like they, you know, I went on visits a lot. Then I was going on conjugal visits. Um, even before, oh, conjugal, even, that's before what, even before I was married, I was going on a trailer visits with, with my family, like my moms and pops okay. and my daughter. And then when I got married, you know, it was a different wave. But um, I mean, I think like when you get the visit, the visits, the mail, like that shit keeps you in tune with the outside world. You know what I'm saying? So I think coming home, I was, I was ready. You know, I was of course you're gonna be a little slow, and you know what I mean. It took yeah, me a yeah, while to really yeah. get loopy again. But um, you still want to wear Nietzsche. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, people, I'm trying to think who, I don't, I don't know, really know what I want. I just wanted some You're not to get fresh. But, You're from the Bronx. Yeah, but um, it was just a lot. You know, I mean, I was just, just taking it. I couldn't believe it. That shit is like, when you be, when you got that much time, it's like so many days you wake up dreaming you free and you wake up and see themselves. It's like, it's like freedom is like a dream. Yeah, it's like, a, like you know how you be like, yo, if I hit the lotto, I'm gonna get this. You you never Bro. do that, like yo, if I hit the, if I have forty million, I would do this. That that's what this shit is. You like yo, if I was free, I'm gonna do. When I get free, I'm gonna do this, that, and it's just like your number finally played. You know, even when times get hard, when I'm out, you're out. You know, I I can't speak for you, but you know, I'm just you know, I want more out of life, and I continue to try to evolve and be better and better. But I'm so thankful just to be like, like I. Like some people talk about, I remember, you know, when you had little bids, like you don't talk about them because people have big bids, you know what I uh, mean? But yo, an hour, an hour, an hour away, it's like, I, I, I don't ever want to get them my time. Little bids yeah. and be wearing scars for the rest of their life. I, 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 I don't want you know I, 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 I don't you ever want to give. Take a long bid for that. Yeah. You know, now, shit happens, man. Now shit your daughter, happens. when you went away, you know, that's tough because, you know, I, I, I went through that, uh, not as long, but, you know, as you, but. Your daughter, you know, not being there when she was growing up, missing some of those years, you know. Um, you have a relationship with her now? Yeah, me and my daughter's my twenty one we cool. We beefing right now. Yeah. We got a great yeah, relationship. Yeah, I've been there. I've been in and out great, of that. She's we got a great be, relationship yeah. right now. We just you know, at war. Yeah. But um yeah, we cool. Like I said, her she really kinda more or less grew up with my parents. So my mom and her, like they was, was my riders. Every Friday yeah. they on every Friday they was on a visit. 
Saturdays yeah. once I got them north. God bless. When I was on, that's my word. Three years on Rikers Island, they made them miss four or five visits. Five yeah, Friday visits. Yeah, always on the visit. On the visit. On the ch- on the early count. My mom's was coming early. They calling me dumb early. Now, 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 what, what about uh, your daughter's mother? Did you ever speak to her again, or we cool? Yeah, we good. We um, yeah. I think we might be beefing right now too. <laughs> but just this right. I now, don't mean she, the wet fight. Nah, I don't mean that. I'm just nah, saying. She, I think she wanted some money, and I, yeah. I told her no. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I told her I'll call her back or some shit. But other now, than, other now than we cool. Yeah, like, that's that's like family. You know what I mean? Now with with the doc, right? I know you're shopping it. Um, let people know who may not know what some of the doc is about. You know, I mean, the life. documentary is basically the book. Another kind of freedom is my autobiography. Yep. That's my life story. That's way probably way more in depth than the doc. The Wait. doc focuses on it's on my life, but it focuses more on the musical side, on the on the musical years, and then we get into everything. Um. The dudes I shot it with, big shouts to my boy Tom and my boy JB over at Versus. They got mm-hmm. an editing company called Versus. Um, this is something they just delved in on the side. They just, you know. Trust something they out. believed in. Uh-huh. They, you know, they grew up hip-hop kids. So at this stage of the game, we we finished shooting. We're, we're shopping it. Um, the licenses on the music is what's the issue mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, that shit is going to be, like, in the six figures. You know, you, that shit is sure, man sure, bread. Sure, sure. So... You know, we trying to finagle how we going about it. I know if we go with Viacom, like, you know, they own v, uh, VH1, VH1 and TV. Yeah. I know they got, like, special deals where we won't have to pay to get everything cleared. You know what I'm saying? I guess they probably got a deal because they're a music company. Um, so I don't know how they're going to finagle it, but, you know, they working. He done, my man JB done invested a lot of bread. So I know he's just trying to go about it the right way so, you know, he could get his bread back and we could get a little bread at the same time, too. Yeah, so listen, uh, internet school, listen, and make sure you go to chialibx.com. Yeah. Uh, check out the book. Check Another him out, chialibx, on yeah. Instagram. You know, uh, one thing that I love to hear is when people are away, uh, sometimes you get surprised by people who support you, who come visit you. you sometimes know? you get surprised by the people who, who don't. don't. You know, who are some people? I don't even you want know to go. Who's surprised? Oh, yeah, you know yeah. Chapito? Uh, you don't know Chapito, Mike? He be with Fat Jonah. He live. He he work with Eve. With Eve Rivera. On, I, I, on the I, I, I don't. I don't know him. I know of him. Yo, Chapito, my nigga. We grew up. I know you talking about T.S. Chapito from Watson. Yeah. He from the Bronx. Knew me since you know I was 12, 13. Like before rap, a little few years before rap. So we was always good. But Chapito hung out with my older dudes, with you know CeeLo yeah. and the older Legion dudes. Um, but you know we was always cool, but never. You know, like, we never hung out just me and him. You know what I mean? We may hang out if he with my man CeeLo and everybody hanging. But, you know, we always had a good relationship. But, you know, cordial. My nigga, when I came home, Fed Joe flies me to um Miami. This I'm home like a week. He's shooting a video with Lil Wayne, a uh, yellow tape video. Mm-hmm. So, Eve is doing it. Chapito and Eve's partners. Chop come to me, he like, yo, G, what's good? We kicking that shit. So, like, you know, like 20 minutes later, the nigga like, yo, G, you could do me a favor? I'm like, what's good? He was like, yo, you could give me a soda from the store? I'm like, yeah. He like, yeah, he gave me the money. Nigga gave me a G. Really? He gave me a stack. He gave me a hundred, ten hundreds folded up. Word. I was like, yo, you give me a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that was like the last nigga, homie, like I would have thought. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you come home, you know, you did your time. That's a lot of money to get, give somebody. Well, you get, you get, that get you're back not on your super feet. cool yeah, sure, with. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, that's love. That was love. Like, because we, I mean, we, after that, I feel like we super cool. But even, I mean, we was, we was like cruel, but like, like distant cruel. You know what I'm saying? But, um, that shit was love. You know what I mean? But as far as when I was locked up, as far as people surprising me, um, not really. Probably, probably on the uh, on the on the other on the revert, one, or letting you down, and and yeah. where you expect people who would have at least wrote you, uh, uh, sent you something, or came and visit. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't get caught up in that. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I understood. You know, life goes on, and I really felt like you know, jail is for your girl. Like you know, yeah. that's when you supposed to have a girlfriend. That your bitch do your bit with you. Yo. Niggas ain't doing no bit. Niggas bring your girl some bread. Bring some her some people, weed. Some people may not understand conjugal visits. Yeah. Right? Trailer visits. Yo, uh, just so for people listening who may not know, you're actually able to go into a trailer and they it's have a It's basically like you in a hotel like a room. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you in a hotel room where you could cook and all of that. Yep. And how long so, are you able to stay in there? It's like from Friday, you'll go from Friday to Sunday or Monday to Wednesday or mm -hmm. Tuesday to Thursday, depending. You know, every jail yep. got different cycles. And you're and allowed shit. to get a cooked meal. And you're also allowed to get some other things. You yeah. know what I mean? But your if people's got your people's got to bring everything. Them shits is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to bring all the food yep, for the yep, whole yep. trailer, all the seasoning. Everything got to be sealed, so it's not like yeah, you know, hermetically that's, sealed. That seasoning should be expensive, yo. Yeah. yeah. So you got to get new shit every trailer, every trailer. You know what I'm saying? So you know you got to have some bread. But like if you in some of the jails that's far away, like Attica, if your wife can come during the week, like say you got a wife that don't work. And you in Attica. I know niggas in Attica going on trailers every 24 days, every 28 days, every 22 days. If you could go during the week, because it's so far, ain't that many people probably even on a cycle. And then the people at all, wives probably can only come like on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? So the weekends probably might be a four or five month wait. But if your wife would come on a Tuesday or a Thursday, niggas is going out once a month. You know what I mean? So that shit, you know, it helps. You know, if you got to do a bid, you know, I know some niggas that... Who might get to Attica? They got twenty five years. They girl a move in the town up there. You know what I'm sure. saying? They get in their trailers. She get a little job or whatever she doing. You know, you know if a bitch want to do it, she gonna do it. You know, uh, I honestly mean this. You know, uh, you've been through some tough times, and 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 you know you're home, and I'm proud to see. It. I'm proud to see anybody home. We ain't going back. You know, uh, when you know how how, how do you want like especially hip-hop and people how, how you want to be remembered you know what i mean um i just want to be remembered as someone who came on a rap scene um was down with a dope crew when he met um rough times you know he he, he kept it tall like i stand proud and keeping it tall like i ain't never tell on nobody um and it's like you know i grew up in these streets i got mm. caught caught up for one thing but i grew up in these streets you know what i'm saying so it's like I want to definitely be remembered as someone who kept it a hundred. He was a loyal dude, stood by his morals. Um, for the most part, tried to live righteous. I mean, we all do wrong, but you know, I definitely try to make my rights out wrong, outweigh my wrongs. Um, and just was a good dude. Like I just want to, I want to be remembered. I want good vibes when people mention my name. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you know some mm. people when you say Kobe Bryant, it's good vibes. You know what I'm saying? Golf forbid somebody like Suge died. Like it ain't gonna be the same vibes. Yeah, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? And I don't got I don't know nothing against them, but I want good vibes. You know, it's different vibes. You know, when you say Bobby Brown, 
That's my nigga. But it ain't totally good vibes. It's all type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? Ups to, I want positive, good vibes when you mention me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And for the most part, you know, aside from, you know, select few people I probably really hurt, I think. I've accomplished that, or you yeah. Know? But I, I guess I shouldn't speak. I gotta let other people speak on that. Yeah, of course. Now, last thing now, with mom and pops or whoever you felt like you uh, let down since you've been home. You know, you've been home for a, a minute. You know, you feel like you were able to. Uh, you know, I, you know, I always, you know, for me, I, I use for me example as we end this. You know, I feel like I put my mom and pops through hell. Um, <laughs> Definitely. And um, you know, there's never a way I could really pay him back. And I remember. Uh, I went uh, back to this uh, jail that I was in. They asked me to speak, and we got on a plane, and I had them front row. It was like five thousand people I was talking to, and I was literally telling them like, "Yo, I'm, I, you know, you, I was in this seat two couple years ago. You know, you could go home, you could make it if you were a hustler." Yeah, you know, I think work. for the most yeah. part, that's all they want. They want yeah. to see me free and just, you know, happy. You know, happy and comfortable. You know, not struggling, mm. not worried about a dollar, not sure, you know, sure. having a. You know, risk my freedom or not getting caught up with no broads and different shit and BS. You know, they just want me to have a nice drama-free life. I think they want to, when they rest, they want to rest sure. knowing rest he's all right. You yeah. know what I mean? He's all right. It's ChiAliBX.com. Make Premium sure you go check. Yo. Make sure you go check out that book. ChiAliBX.com. Another kind of freedom. Check it out, y'all. You already know what it is. Bronx shit Listen, all day. Premium Pete. We going to see either Jada Kiss or Fat Joe tonight. One of the two. Big shouts to my son. Listen, you know, uh, we, I, I, I gotta have my son up here. I had him up a couple years ago, but I gotta have him back. Listen, I really appreciate you stopping by. Your journey is special. Like I said, even there's bumps in the road. You know, never you never quit, and, and and that's something to be proud of. You know what I mean? You never you never quit on yourself. <clears throat> There's people quit on themselves. Yeah, uh, we I, can't give I, up. We got to keep it going. Like I'm saying, there's still a lot of shit I ain't do yet, Pete. Yeah, gotta, I got to count it's a coming. million. I got to count a million dollars still. It, it's, coming. it's coming. It's coming. Internet. The one and only Chi Ali. Peace, y'all. Man, another episode. I hope you enjoyed that one with the one and only Chi Ali. I mean, from a child star to a be on the run, America's Most Wanted. To, you know, to, to changing his life around, to being an author. I mean, just what a journey. And he's still here to tell it, and he's a free man. So that's uh, what's most importantly. Internet, let me tell you something. I always say it. If you mess with the Premium Pete Show, rate it five stars. Go to iTunes, rate, leave a comment. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. And subscribe to us also on YouTube. There's behind-the-scenes clips. There's full episode clips. There's social clips. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Now, if you work for a brand, if you are a brand and you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, whether you're big or small, it don't matter. Let's get to working. Let's get to talking. Email me at thepremiumpeteshow at gmail.com. Okay? That's thepremiumpeteshow at gmail.com. Like I said, if you work for a brand that wants to advertise you know, on podcasts, let me know. Now, it's not only mine. I could also get you on multiple others. I work with multiple networks, internets. Not only, I mean, I don't know how much I talk about this. I think people who know, know. But I produce shows. We script out shows. I, You know, I, I've been in the game long enough. I know it from A to Z. So, having said that, also, if you want to advertise on a Premium Pete show, small or big, whatever it is, whatever, you know, all the extra things I just told you, email me, thepremiumpeteshow at gmail.com. Internets, peace and blessings to you and your families. Uh, have a great day. 
But more importantly, if it's at night, have a great night. But more importantly, I always say this. Presence over presence. If you're a fellow father, make sure you know that the gift that you give of yourself will be the best gift you ever give your kids. And if you if you you know you have your parents around, understand this. I say this all the time. As we're getting older, so are our parents. So make sure you spread love today, not tomorrow, because you don't know if it's promised. Internet, I like I always say, peace and blessings to you and yours. I'll see you next episode. Premium Pete. Premium Pete Show. We out. Cheers.